Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Matchball Podcast for the Preston away fixture. One all uh, at Deepdale between Preston and Leeds United. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow Whites. Hello. Uh, thanks to Levi Solicitors for getting on board with our podcast as well. 10% off your legal fees if you mention the square ball when you inquire. LeviSolicitors.co.uk. Head there and have a look if you need a solicitor. Right then, what do we make of all that then? I kind of feel like we just need to record one of these for a win, one for a draw, um, and one for a defeat, and we could probably put the same one out every every time. It's um, it's a recurring theme. Don't switch off, though, listeners. <laughs> We're about to be original and amusing. Yeah, same as. We created better chances. They created one, scored it. That was it, really. But every team, this is the thing, every team is going to create one guilt-edged chance against another football team when they play against them. It can't all be entirely one-way traffic, so we've got to expect that. It's the fact that we're not taking chances is the problem, isn't it? Because that game, not that many clear-cut chances, but should have been put to bed, I would say, long before that. We've got to talk about Bamford, haven't we? I know I know we've been, Moscow in particular, as someone who follows him around Twitter, um, shouting at him for, for accusing Bamford of being shit. It went out for a throw-in, though, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but when, when he gets his best the best chance of the game and it does go out for a throw-in... It is fair enough to criticise him. There's there's a tale of two chances here, and this is maybe we can say this and then probably leave. The one that Bamford put out for a throw-in, I've been just looking at the expected goals details on this, he had a 33% chance of scoring, and the one that Eddie Nketiah put in the net had a 4% chance of scoring. What does that tell you? It tells you that Bamford should never play for Leeds ever again. (laughs) That's maybe a little bit harsh. But really, come on, seriously. The problem is, I think, now... Because Bielsa hasn't taken him out of the firing line, he's almost becoming beyond criticism. Where is the firing line? Is it on the, where the, you get a throw-in? Let me finish. He's becoming beyond criticism because everybody doubles down on their opinion of him. He's either shit and the worst player ever who needs dropping, or you can't touch him, you can't say that about him, he's a sacred cow. And the two, you know, diverge. It's like Brexit, isn't it? It's, it's a completely divergent opinions. But the truth is probably somewhere in the middle in that he's not a bad player. He did loads right tonight up to a point, but he simply needs taking out of the firing line, doesn't he? Because he's not scoring. No, yeah, he need, we need a player though who'll score. And we've been, obviously, if you listen to the, the podcasts over the last few weeks, when he's been playing well and the things that he has been doing well, we have praised him for. With, without a problem, I will happily talk about the things that Bamford does well. But Enketia comes on and scores. And I feel like that's probably the more important factor right now than 
than anything good that Bamford is doing is negated by the bad that he does. I, I know um, it's Bamford's best work is when he, he it's tonight anyway, certainly, it seems to be when he was coming deep to get, to get the ball and he was doing some nice little turning and spraying it wide and sometimes he was out wide collecting the ball. And but, even some of that though. But, but, he, but it leaves nobody in the middle, I was going to say, when yeah. he is doing that, it means there's you're relying on probably Klitsch as the, the player you, you kind of need to get in the box and that's not mm. really his job. Whereas where I think Nketiah comes on, I, th- I think part of it is it happened on Saturday as well in a way that we, when him and Roberts came on, we we kind of lost control of the game to an extent, but then you gain an awful lot of threat from it. It perhaps speaks volumes that we, in both of these games, at the point where we actually had not very much possession, we've scored goals because we've got players on the pitch who are making things happen. Whereas with Bamford on, it's maybe a little bit toothless because he, he can have, you can give him chances and he won't score them. That, I mean, and that and Ketty header. Brilliant. He, he can be a target man. He jumped to the height of a man who was about seven foot. Mm. Bamford be... would not have scored that goal. No. He, there's not a chance of uh, hoping hell. There are goals he will score. We've seen him. We we know that Bamford, you know, we can play it for laughs and overplay it and, and pick on him in particular because he put the ball out for a fucking throw in. Um, but from, we know he, six yards out. he is with a 33% chance of scoring. So just to put that into context, um, every one of three of those should be a goal. Have they got an XT, an expected throw-in? Because <laughs> of all the places, that's that's the chance of it being a goal, the chance of it being a shot on target or a blocked shot or something. Surely, a, more, or le- more or less, it's going to be 100% that it's either on target. Is, is the solution to take him out of the side? Yes. Yeah, let's just fucking try it. Like, we know, like... I was coming to the point there saying, like, we know that Bamford can score goals. We know he's not completely useless. He's, there's, there's a player there. Um, and he's one who Middlesbrough fans have said and fans at other clubs where he's had good runs have said if he gets into form, he'll score in a, like 10 games in a row. But we can't wait for that. I think what we need to it's, do now... It's eight in a row now without a goal. Yeah, and we we need to now just try and get you from the start and see what happens. And forget about, because Bielsa's making a good point, saying he's, we've not had the chance to try the two of them together in training. Fuck all that. Just swap them. This Just. isn't like last season either, when Roof was injured, Bamford was in the team, and if he was out of form, you'd look at it and you'd go, like, well, what, do you, what are you going to do? Put Ryan Edmondson in? Yeah. There was, there was no proven option off the bench. It's an embarrassment of riches, Michael. Well, it is. Having actual a player on the bench who we know scores goals wherever mm. he's been... You know, that's worth maybe putting in your team. And if it doesn't work, you can bring Bamford on. We said this like, a couple that's... of weeks back, didn't we? We said if if it doesn't work, but we need to find out if it works. Yeah, and I think now is now is the time. Um, now is the time. I think well, there's an argument for putting Roberts in there as well. Yeah. Because I think he made a difference when he came on as well. Just It's just having him and, and Ketia are just so much more direct than the players they replaced. We're missing number 10, don't we? Which I think Roberts did... He, he was looked good again tonight. Like, is is you can see he's thinking, how am I going to get the ball into the box here so somebody can score? Whereas, um, whereas I think some of the what we see with like the passing around the box is a little bit with click sometimes, and maybe it's like I'm going to I'll see if he can come up with something. It's like I'll give it to him, and maybe he's got an idea of how we can get it in. Whereas Roberts is just like, no, nah, I reckon I can I can make a chance for Banketia and. And you didn't have to, I mean, yeah, if Nketiah can score a chance that, so the 4% means you need, what's my maths, you need 50 of those to score? No. No, you need... 25. 25 of them to score. <laughs> and he scored it first time. He just makes it look easy. Bamford, 
tries and tries ba- and Bam- tries. You're right, though. Bamford, Bamford makes it look hard to be a striker. Yeah. Like, like, there's that chance that went through, I think it was quite early in the first half. I mean, he had a couple of chances to score in the first 20 minutes. And if he doesn't score, fine. But you expect mm. him to make the keeper work. And he just doesn't look like it. I don't know if it's his body shape, the way he delivers. He doesn't deliver like a striker. And that's the thing. But to return to my earlier question, which was if the answer now is to take him out of the side and to try the Enketia thing, do we need to now start asking a few questions of Bielsa? Because this is now on his watch and we the momentum's building. There's a very obvious kind of management technique, which is to take a player out of the firing line. And it feels like that needs to happen now for Bamford because the issue's got too great and too polarised. Take him out, give him a little breather, put the pressure on Anketia and see if it works. Are you saying that a little because you think uh, the fans are having a go at Bamford? Because no, we are now. But even Bielsa has pointed out, and you, you heard it, in the, the game that when there was chance of Eddie, Eddie, Eddie and then there was chance a minute later for Bamford unfortunately because you know we, we want to support them both it's all and it's, we can come in here on a podcast where he's hopefully not listening it's like if you are Bamford turn it off um, you won't like it but we're not we're not slagging the man off we're no. just t- talking about his footballing qualities it's and the that fact that he's, about, he's out of form it's just that thing about the, the firing line It's I think the, the firing line I'm worrying about is him not firing into the goal I'm not too bothered about whether he's Supported or not, Bielsa has said afterwards, if you listen to the supporters in one minute, they ask for Enketia, and in the second after, they shouted for Bamford. Everyone can give an opinion in football. I don't know how fucking hell. My mate who was at the game, he said that some people did boo Bamford when he went off, so I wonder if if there was a minority booing him when he went off, maybe as soon as he'd gone off, there was then people went, that's a bit shit booing him, which it is. Well, it was while he was still on. There was was, a chant for Eddie Eddie and then then Bamford straight afterwards. And we're just being nice. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, it's not not like... Bielsa's fucking run with it. It's not like it was the two halves of the crowd, was it? No. Or, you know, the the, the goodies and the baddies or something, one booing for one lot and cheering for the other. It's the same crowd saying, look, we... We need something more up front. We need Eddie on because he can score. Yeah. But that's not a slight on you, Bamford. Yeah. And that's the same thing here. It's what we're saying here. It's like, I've got no axe to grind with Bamford apart from his missing chances for my football team. And I want to see my football team win. And he's paid to score and he's not scoring. So give the other guy a shot. To go through his chances as well, the, the one in the first half, which was on his right foot, was a, I think that was a decent chance. I think mm. that is at least a 25% chance for goal if we're going to get if we're going to go into XG. The free header from a corner, probably again, Another 20%. Again, you've got to hit the target there. Yeah. You've got to. He, he's leaning back on it a little bit. It's not the easiest angle. But then look at Nketiah's. The ball is about two feet ahead of his normal head height. He somehow gets up to it. He cushions it somehow in a way that means it can still go into the net. Because if he, if he lets that hit his head full pelt, it goes miles it over. It very, very well. Because of the position yeah. of it and how and how high it is. If that just hits him, it'll go miles over the bar, but he somehow knows that... I don't, maybe he's got a slanted forehead, I've, I've not noticed. <laughs> With that chance, did you think... You know, we've talked about this um, in recent weeks, where you get that half second of processing thought when you see something happening, but you can't put it into words in your own brain, you just kind of experience it, you feel it. When that was going towards Enketi, did you kind of have that moment where you thought, he can't get that in? I, mm. I, I, yeah, I couldn't look, believe it had yeah. gone in. Didn't look like it yeah. was going to go in. And actually, you thought, oh, he's looped. Oh, he's got his head on it. Good lad. Well done. Oh, bloody hell, it's gone in. I expected it to, to drop short and that one of those headers was clearing, clearing it. Clearing it, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's Yeah. And Enketi is a goal scorer. And I think Bamford is like a, he's a try haver. He does, he tries, whereas Bamford just, uh, Enketi just scores. I think that's sort of the, the difference. That's the difference. It's a striker versus a forward, maybe. It's a good player versus a bad one. <laughs> he's not, but he's not a bad player, though, is he? No, it's all right. It's a, it, he's just a bad. He's just bad at scoring goals. 
Because there's some link-up play in that first half that was that was good. Oh, and some of it was... God, I don't know. But there was a couple of times I was watching it, I was thinking, um, like the idea of Bamford playing behind Enkater as a, as a 10, I was looking at seeing as that and I was thinking, that he's just not good enough for that either, I don't think. There's, there's, there is some link-up play that's okay, but... I don't think Tyler Roberts brings imagination to it and creativity and then application. Whereas Bamford's a bit like, I'll just I'll pass it here and then I'll oh, know that pass hasn't quite worked. Um, so, so I think that that fanciful idea um, of him being, uh, yeah, of playing them both together, fuck it, just drop him. Play the other one. Just do a straight swap for swap. Don't worry about his feelings. Don't worry about whether he should. I think, I think, do you think Bielsa does worry too much about feelings like that? They don't want to hurt Bamford's feet. I, I don't know. You, you made a point there, a good one, Michael, about the shape of the team. But do you think he is a bit too precious about his feelings? I think he thinks, well, he's been saying tonight, again, that he was waiting for Bamford's sort of level to drop for him to stop playing so well so that he could bring Enketia on. And he's like, and, and if they, if Preston hadn't scored, I might not have brought Enketia on because that's what made me want to do it. And it also makes a difference between a player playing well and a player finishing chances. He puts it in the idea that finishing chances is kind of they either go in or they don't. You can't train them, you can't do anything. But if if you're if the player is playing at a high level, then they stay on. So he goes, Well, Bamford has done do 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 everything. Didn't score but mm, but he did all this stuff, so he stays on the pitch. Um and that's probably why he'll start again on, on Saturday and all this will be um redundant. But I think somebody does need to sort of go in there. It's like Carlos, you Corbran, like you're not going to be part of Team Bielsa going forward. You're not going to go with him to another club. Just stand in the room and fucking tell him. It <laughs> does reach the point where you think, just have a little, have a little muscle problem or something. Just Bamford, just, <laughs> just get yourself definitely out of, of the it would team. Solve. If Bamford wants to go down as a Leeds United hero, just be injured for a week. Injure yourself in training this week. <laughs> just, just a minor nick. Yeah, yeah, nothing major. Just go down. Just, oh, maybe a tummy, a tummy bug or something to do him. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to have the full Rob Price operation. We can draw back before it goes that far. But yeah, a sickness bug would be would be did, perfect. Is it the, do they stay the, the double tree before games generally? Do you think? <laughs> oh, little um. If, you work, if you're listening and you work at the double tree, poisoning the lasagna before the yeah, match. Just drop drop ten senecots into his um <laughs> into his pasta. <laughs> do you think there is an issue though with Bielsa and his refusal to change or embrace a little bit of change? There is, isn't there? You have to say there is. Yeah, because we all know, we all suspect that he's going to start Bamford again on Saturday. And like I say, you can see the the logic he's got, his ideas about how what what players should be doing. And I've heard that before. I remember the, the thing about how Howard Wilkinson rated his players. One of the values, what did they do against what I told them to do? And I think, um, did they do? Did they carry out all my instructions? And then if they carried out his instructions and didn't score, he'll kind of say, well, I guess my instructions were wrong. Um, but if you are a striker, the scoring bit is... Vitally important. Yes, I agree. And, and I'm think- sure and I'm sure Bielsa isn't telling him to kick it out for a throw in. <laughs> no, that's that's true. And his um, headers from corners were reminding me of Michael Jubry tonight. It had that, that mm. fifty pence quality to it. Yeah. We've probably been working really hard on Bamford being the free man defending headers in at our end. It's like, no, no Bamford, this is the other way. Um there's that, there's, he has got the other thing in his, his locker if he supposedly views every player around the first team as equal. They are all starters. And um, I think we've talked about it before when um, Jose Luis Chilever walked out on him when um, he said that the, the reserve keeper, who was like 20, um, 
was equal. He's like, both of you are, are my goalkeepers. You are both first choice goalkeepers. And um, Shilavez, like, I, you know, I played in the World Cup, you prick, and got upset. So technically, he should be, have this theory. Both Enketia and Bamford can start. They have an equal chance of starting. Um, so that is in his his. They don't have an equal chance of finishing. Philosophy. Though, do they? There you go. <laughs> they do not. Um, so that is is in his his philosophy that really because um, he says it about Shackleton. It's like Shackleton or Forshaw. Either of them can play, and they will not reduce the level of the team. So Bamford is currently reducing the level of the team by stopping it from scoring goals. It's almost I almost expect in the Sheffield Wednesday match for him to be like defending for Wednesday, like heading the ball off the line when fucking Alioski shoots or something. He's, it, he is, at the moment, that bad. Um, he, We know that he can be much, much better, but it's just, it's, it's just getting worse and worse. And I don't want to have to come in here on Saturday and say mean things about um, Pat Bamford. I want to come in here on Saturday and say wonderful things about Eddie Anketia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Plenty more happened, though, apart from Patrick Bamford and Eddie Nketiah. Uh, let's talk about Jack, the assist machine, Harrison, who we mentioned in the other podcast that we recorded earlier today. Another assist for his ledger? Can't I, stop, can he? I thought he was all right today. I think mm-hmm. Harrison has, gets a lot of flack for his final ball and things, but if you were going to look at one of the wingers today for and criticise the final ball, probably the £15 million bloke on the other side was was worse. Uh, you say that as if Harrison's not worth 30. <laughs> like if, if City put him up for sale... It was all right. His decision making looked better tonight, and he was getting support in the right areas. I thought as well, yeah. rather than just being stuck out wide and twatting it across. I mean, the thing is, overall, we were we were good again. Not brilliant, but I thought it was a really good performance. We were effective in what was a, a pretty scrappy game. Made lots of chances. Now was teetering back to to Bamford then, but no, everything I thought was looking pretty good. Even Helder uh, Costa, I didn't think was that bad. I thought he had some decent moments. Um, not not quite decent enough. I'd want more, but um, but now I thought we're we're a good team and we played well. He is a bit underwhelming, isn't he, Costa? Yeah, a little bit. I think 
part of the part of the price tag and the fact he was good for Wolves just means we expect an awful lot from him. And I think in this in this team with Pablo missing, we expect even more of him. And he's not quite doing it. But. It was interesting the the conversation after um, the Birmingham game about how high we play, so it's not leaving him much room to counter attack. And uh, and yeah, there wasn't many opportunities for him to to use his pace but he was doing that there were a couple of times when he he came in off the the wing and ran into the middle of the penalty area where I thought oh exciting and then we did about seven one twos on the edge of the box and uh, nothing would come of it it feels like he's going to take a little bit of time maybe not to play his way into the side but to adjust himself to the side get settled in it does take players a while to get used to Bielsa it took Roof two seasons to really start playing well for us didn't he so he was coming up from League 2 though really wasn't he and they just got promoted to, to League 1 whereas Helder Costa's won this league and yeah but it's a guy who's in the Premier League been injured and then been out of form um, and recovering from no both, sympathy recovering from both of those it is hard to have sympathy when you're dropping a cool 15 mil on somebody yeah but that doesn't change the fact that he's human and he needs to get up to a level that we need him at I'm just feeling mean no, he does. He and like I say, he he was better tonight than um, than he has been previously. Particularly away, that would be his best away performance for us. So um, that's good. But we were talking about Jack Harrison and his really good cross. Jack Harrison did have a reasonable chance at the far post, which he, he potentially should have got on target. But I believe it was a twenty eight percent chance. Twenty eight percent chance, something like that. It's pretty high. So um, yeah, and it wasn't far away. But yeah, you want that just to to go in but Cross was good I thought Click played really well as well um, we were talking about him earlier as to whether what he's up to and how he's doing and I thought he had a, a really good game and some of his crossing I'd be tempted to use him as a winger because he can I think it's maybe that you know when the players is really good and so they can do crosses um, <laughs> like McAllister yeah you yeah. could play McAllister as a winger all day. You wouldn't need his pace. He's just going to get out wide and swing the ball across. We're missing Dallas's crosses as well since he's dropped into the middle because he's playing well in there. But I think he was he was our best player in the season earlier when he was when he was playing at fullback. He was creating a lot from down there. Whereas now he's gone, everything seems to come down the left, mm. which is potentially just because Alioski likes to do play for a few positions at once. But I think earlier in the season that was definitely where a lot of our threat was coming from, and, and now there's. Not really any down there. The uh, there's a thought that the way we we ended tonight could be the way we start against Sheffield Wednesday, where you have Ailing instead of Brady as a centre half, have Dallas back at right back, and Roberts playing ahead of um, Click. That one might be. I mean, we scored. Admittedly, it did look a little bit ragged at the back. Brady's done nothing wrong. I think. I mean, he was out of position, and you saw that he's not the, the fastest, and uh, and also he's given us a signed shirt. Um, but he, you know he's playing really well as a as a Cooper substitute. But um, and also Liam Cooper's not far away from fitness as well. So there's a bit of a question of whether you have Ailing or or Dallas at right back in the future. So it could be that Ailing gets dropped. Maybe you keep Berardi and, and fuck Ailing off and put Dallas back there. Mm. There, there would all be kind of much of a muchness, I suppose. Um, Berardi will have suffered a little bit after that performance just for that that video of him, like pumping after the, the guy as he runs away like chariots of fire <laughs> well just a quick uh, note on click what I was going to say was there were, there were times tonight when he looked really composed in possession in tight areas as well just managed to turn out of him nicely with a couple of men round him and make some really intelligent decisions so that was nice to see um, how do we reflect on, on the goal that we conceded 
How do we feel about that? Was it just as a counter-attack as a result of being so far up the pitch and having everybody up the other end? We overloaded too much. I know we like trying to overload sides, but don't overload all sides and just leave Ben White on his own, who was trying his best to kind of cover two men. <laughs> and of, then decided to just clatter one of them. And we got plenty of tweets pointing out that it's the one time Casilla decided not to be up by the halfway line. Yeah, you could see him as the, uh, as the camera, because obviously we were watching it on the, the TV, and as the, the camera went back, you saw Casilla retreating, which is a rare, rare sight. Um, especially, well, it's rare when the ball isn't behind him, put it that way. <laughs> Um, and uh, and I did actually, I mean, one day I'll reflect on uh, the pleasure I took in Ben White just cleaning out the guy who crossed the ball, um, which I think was maybe, because Ben White's that good as a defender. Maybe he read the situation and just thought, I can't actually stop them from scoring, but there won't be a penalty given against me if I just absolutely clatter this idiot. So just just went through his legs and uh, and thought, yeah, oh, they've scored, but look what I did here. Look how hurt he is. I think what's encouraging as well is that you looked at that game and you thought, Christ, we're never going to score here. And actually, we did. Yeah. So we have, we do. I think the fear is that we don't have those goals in us. But actually, I think tonight maybe proved to us that we, we do. Ketia does. Yeah. And Preston are a good team. They've not lost at home this season. They're, they're right up there in the league. And didn't they say that they've won the last um, five at home? So it's not a bad... It's just because we have high expectations now and we are... And obviously, quite a good team. It's the frustration of watching us, like when you when you go away from home and you spawn a last minute point. It's great, but when you feel like you've controlled most of the game, the only time we really lost it was around their goal, and a bit after that, we I don't know. I think we we made the subs then, and the shape was lost for a little bit. They were pushing on and could have scored again. Or was that after the weeds? Yeah, no, they could remember? have done. The, yeah, there was a moment towards the end where, yeah, you're right. We, we lost our shape a bit, but I think it's because we were going forward so much. And you know, like you say, we'd brought on Roberts and Enketia, and you kind of lose that discipline that, from earlier in the game. They've won. Uh, so at home so far this season, they've beaten Wigan three 0 Stoke three one, Sheffield Wednesday two one, Brentford two 0 They drew three all with Bristol City and beat Barnsley five one. So it's good form. Not all of those teams are necessarily the hardest, I suppose. Um, Brentford are all right. Um, hey, Michael, in fairness, you um, you did predict a score draw, spoiler alert, for the podcast earlier on that we recorded today. So you were right, score draw. It's frustrating seeing the other results tonight that we've not been able to take advantage as well because West Brom dropping points, Swansea dropping points, Preston, obviously, who we were playing, all up there. It's like one of those one of those midweeks where you really could stamp your authority on the league but it's as it is it stays all ridiculously compressed where you've got top of the lead on 26 points down to ninth on 20 points it's it's stupidly compressed this year that you can That's, there's something that I think we need to take some solace in as we're we are bemoaning the fact that Leeds aren't winning every game and we do perhaps need to just sometimes check ourselves and just go well, well the way that the division is and I know it's a cliche about the championship but just look at the table it's fucking true um, and for, for for the division to be as fucked in the head as it actually is <laughs> and us to still be second with um, plus nine goal difference only uh, Preston in fact only Preston have a better goal difference than us and West Brom are, are Preston actually great like, are they actually a really fucking good team? They're no, just... I think we're a really good team and we made them look quite ordinary tonight. Just, but look at this, though, right? We've scored 17 this season. 
Preston have scored 24. Yeah, Them but and they, West Brom but, are the top team. But we're just saying that they, they put five past, was it Stoke or Barnsley or someone? But Yeah, but we didn't put, put five past Stoke or Barnsley, did we? So, that, so why... Why did Preston? <laughs> Just the division's mental, isn't I'm it? I'm going to put some money on them to get promoted. Okay, um, tweet we've received from Fleck Six UK One, who points out we are one point better off than last season, which puts things into perspective. After 13 games, we were fourth on 23 points. So it doesn't feel that way, does it? We are second. I thought we'd be that's fine. By second now. is fine. And I'll tell you the other thing that ruins it is we should have had that penalty at the end. Mm, I disagree. I've seen the replay. We've been tweeted a replay, mm-hmm. which I've retweeted from the Square Ball account. I've watched the replay Moscow, too. Moscow's seen, also seen the replay and, yep. and acknowledges that the defender gets the ball. Yep. It was a perfectly good, acceptable tackle. We should have had the fucking penalty though, just because we never fucking do. Other teams, um, in fact, I saw, uh, I'm going to give the right credit, Emma Bentley off of Leeds United Women tweeted, um, one, was not a pen. Two, would have been a pen at the other end. And that's it. We other teams would have got that against us, and that's not a conspiracy. Well, maybe it is a conspiracy thing, but I would just have loved us to get that. Mm. Why couldn't we just? And why couldn't you? Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm angry at God now. The more than anything else, why couldn't Pearson have mistimed that tackle? <laughs> why couldn't it have been a foul? Like, how? I mean, what's the? If you haven't yet figured out that the universe doesn't favour Leeds United, then what's uh... the expected tackle on that? What's the expected penalty on something like that? That's got to be a ninety percent expected penalty that you go in like that to last ditch attempt to win the ball in the penalty area and you give away a free kick. But this time he makes an absolutely beautiful fucking Barese esque. It was like watching Ben White sliding sliding through and winning the ball. So we're happily concluding that it wasn't a penalty, but it should have been. Yes. Okay. So does that mean that we are classifying Kevin Friend as having a fondness for farmyard animals and being one of our potential villainy candidates? Yeah. Or does it mean that he actually got it right? I think he had a reasonable game tonight, did Possibly Friend. not pigs. I mean, what farm, farmyard animal? Maybe, um, maybe the farmer's daughter. Like he shouldn't be, like it's it's a moral boundary that he's crossing rather than an, an ethical one. Um, so that's that's possibly possibly <laughs> it. an ethical one. Wow. Do we have any other candidates for villainy then? If we if we're to rule out friend for uh, for crimes un, undiscussed, uh, I think the one thing friend did get wrong was when um, Nugent decided to just grab hold of Casilla when he was trying to throw the ball out, just mm. kind of hugged him and then laughed about it. And the ref went, ah, that's fine. I was a bit annoyed about that. Yeah, that needed a word. When are refs going to notice as well Luke Ayling doing that falling over thing? Well, he always does just enough just to get a free kick, doesn't he? Just, just enough. They're never free kicks. I don't know how he's getting away with it. Obviously, that's in our favour, so it's fine. Um, I'm happy for him to keep doing it for as long as he can. But I'm just more confused as to as to how he's, he's being allowed to get away with it. I'm going to nominate... Uh, Patrice Jeremiah Bamford inevitably he's got to have a nomination for shooting at the fucking byline <laughs> shoot the goal come on it's it's easy not to be villainous just just put it in the net not Lee who we were watching the game with was um, talking about it in comparison to the Steve Morrison shot out for a throw in Bamford's I think was worse because this was a it, it was only about seven eight yards out yeah there's not a lot of angle to work with there to get it completely sideways. And it was sideways. his good foot. I think, did it end up behind him? Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you try to be nice, but... Your classic with, boomerang shot. With the best will in the world, if your shot ends up behind you and you didn't mean for it to... If you'd mean, if it's a trick shot and it goes mm. in, that's one thing, but when the goal's 
one direction and the ball goes the other, you're a villain. I feel bad for him because I know it does nothing for his confidence. But then again, as we said, he's not listening to this. And I also... No one one tell him. I also stand by the point, it's his job to score. So in the absence of anybody who's done anything really malicious, failure to do job effectively enough, are we prepared to... I think so, because it's it's fair enough if it's at the other end. You know, if if Felix Viedvald is letting the ball bounce over his head and it's going into the net... That's him not doing his job very well. But I'm sure we nominated him as a villain, didn't we? Probably. And it, but it's fine then to go, get that shit fucker out of the team. <laughs> and when you're a striker, that, I'm not saying he's, he's Felix Viedval bad, but it's kind of his job to... And we've got to remember, Billy Painter scored at Preston. Patrick Bamford scored at Preston. Anybody can score at fucking Preston. And let's not forget, he's getting the thick end of tw- uh, 20 or 30 grand a week to do this. Which he doesn't need. <laughs> You're right. No, it doesn't. But so, it seems mean, to be the going rate. Nobody and does. For for that rate, you would expect him to start scoring some of these. But if we are to accept that, you know, Helder Costa is human, I think we have to accept that Patrick Bamford is also human and he's on a bad run of form at the minute. Yeah. And it needs to uh it needs to stop. Also, um I wanna nominate uh Preston's goal scorer, um, Tommy Barkhausen because I wanted to laugh at his name, and then he scored, and it means I can't. I can't do any jokes about him being called Barkhausen, um, which is a brilliant name, and it's spelled really strangely as well. I like I like the fact that he is called Barkhausen, but, um, but no. And can we nominate David Nugent for being too old to play? Yep. There's got to yep. be an upper limit, hasn't there? There's, there's a time when somebody has to just say, no, don't do this. Now, I'd like to nominate Rudd as well, their goalkeeper, for his weird kicking mm. style. He, he, every time he took a goal kick, he made it look like a man tripping up a curb. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, very strange. It's like he he's had to play net because kicking a ball is really challenging for him. But Mind he, you, he can he can do the odd big one a game, but otherwise he'll, he'll just tripping over his feet. I was going to say I did watch it on Sky's red button, which was like watching it through a potato, <laughs> filmed on a potato, as they say. Uh, any heroes? Eddie and Katia, yeah. yeah. A 4% chance of scoring and into the net, it sailed. Um, I'd like to nominate LUTV for providing a bit of half-time comedy. It was low level, but um, the microphone wasn't working on Tom Kerwin, so they're obviously trying to get sorted out with a, you know, one of the boom mics and the big furry bit on it. The dead cat, it's called. The mm. dead cat, yeah. but they'd obviously plugged that in way ahead of getting it in the right place. So you could hear them sort of clunking it around and then just in the edge of the shot, Came like okay. a, the dead cat just came into shop for a bit and just hooked in from the side. <laughs> so that was nice. I, I enjoyed that half time. It's good to know that the uh, the owner of our football club, who incidentally has a television sports streaming platform, is incapable of having our own television. You think since they don't show any football anymore, that there's some spare equipment that I mean, equipment, could just use. equipment does fail and sometimes things go wrong. But just make it work, Andrea. <laughs> this this does look a bit like it's filmed in Tom Kerwin's back bedroom, though. To be fair, so. <laughs> Have you been in there? <laughs> Can't say. Um, Speculation about Tom Cohen's back bedroom is probably, go, it's you, quite late at night. You go it? in there, you don't come out. <laughs> That's not true, just for the record. Uh, any final points to make then before we close this one out? Heroes, oh, villains or otherwise? I really wish we'd won. Take I a, just wish we'd won. Take a draw though, wouldn't you, if we win on Saturday, which we will. I suppose it's an improvement in our away form is that we didn't get beaten by some fucking Cockney chumps, so that's getting better. Drawing with a shit mill town. They were set up very well. You've got to give them some credit. Like the way they pinned us back on goal kicks and things, we were forced to go along a lot more than in previous I'm games. Telling you, they're going to win the fucking league. They're really good, Preston. You think? Yeah, Alex Neal's the next, um, is what, 
would he manage England? Is he Scottish? Well, they they are below us, manager, and they're below Sheffield Wednesday, who are now up to third. Gary Monk's Sheffield Wednesday, the group. Well, that's good. We can rely on them dropping off, even if they beat us on on the weekend. They will, they'll fade. Well, as we discussed earlier, like all their players are practically. I mean, David Nugent will be would be adding some youth to their lineup. Um, and what have they done? Sheffield Wednesday, a one 0 win over Stoke. That's possibly the most kind of. <sighs> Like, why even play that fixture if you're only going to win it 1-0? Like, Stoke are there to be beaten by six. I know we only did three, but Jesus, somebody's got to put fucking Nathan Jones out of his misery. Right, well, we'll find out how that goes on at the weekend. We'll speak to you on the match ball again after the Sheffield Wednesday game. See you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.